Jehovah Makadesh, the Lord desires to set you apart. As a matter of fact, that's what's happened when you received Christ. But the walking of, of that out, like the sanctification process, he desires that we intentionally um, set ourselves apart and, and set ourselves apart, but unto him, always unto him. Amen. So he desires that we set ourselves apart by making our personality one with his, right? Our personality really literally should be molded to become everything that he is. And, and we should look like, resemble the living Christ that lives on the inside of us. So to sanctify means, means to consecrate, it means to dedicate, and it means to become like, okay, or to become holy. So to, to consecrate, to dedicate, and to become holy. You know, when you dedicate your child to the Lord, you, you know, you have, you, you, you're sanctifying, you're, you're, it's a prayer that you're saying, you know, Lord, we choose to set this 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 child of ours apart we choose to sanctify this child that's our prayer our desire that they would walk holy unto you amen so he is setting you apart to walk in holiness because he is holy the Lord our God is holy, and he says, Jehovah Makadesh, the Lord my sanctifier. He wants us to walk holy unto the Lord. Now, the scripture that I have for you today is in Leviticus chapter 20, verses 7 and 8. Let me read this to you. Leviticus 27 and 8. And this is what it says. It says, Consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy, for I am holy, I the Lord your God. And you shall keep my statutes and perform them. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. There we go. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. I am Jehovah Makadesh, the Lord, my sanctifier, right? The Lord, the Lord, our sanctifier. He's saying, I am the Lord, your sanctifier. I am Jehovah Makadesh. So in verse seven, he said, consecrate yourself, therefore, and be holy. And then he says, I am the Lord, your God. And then in verse eight, he says, you shall keep my statutes and perform them. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. Okay, Leviticus uh, chapter 20, 7 and 8. So notice in verse 7, notice in verse 7, we are told to consecrate or to sanctify ourselves, right? Verse 7 says, consecrate yourselves, therefore, and be holy. Okay, so in verse 7, we're told to consecrate ourselves. But in verse 8, it tells us that it is the Lord God who is doing the sanctifying. It says, and you shall keep my statutes and perform them. I am the Lord who sanctifies you. So in verse 7, we have been given a command to sanctify ourselves, to be set apart, to be holy, to make that choice. In verse 7, we are told to make that choice to walk holy, to walk sanctified, to walk set apart. It's an inner choice. It's an inner witness of what God has done, but it's a choice that is made on our part. But then in verse 8, the word is very clear. It tells us that the Lord is our sanctifier. So we set our heart, we set our will, we set our desire and our intention to walk 
holy, to walk set apart. But then it is the Lord God who comes in and literally helps us to do the very will of God. And isn't that how it is for everything? We choose. I choose to follow Christ. I choose to live uprightly. I choose every day. I make choices, right? Um, and, and we, we want to make choices to please God every day. But then it is literally the will of God that comes in and gives us the grace to do so. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? That is so neat. We set our hearts to obey him, to be holy. He makes the provision and he makes it possible. Right? So when we accepted Christ, we became positionally holy and set apart. You have to understand this. When you said yes to Jesus Christ, at that moment that you said yes to Jesus Christ, positionally, you were set apart. Positionally, you are holy. Positionally, you're called holy. You're called set apart. You're called one with Christ when you said yes to Jesus Christ, right? Right. So that positionally happened. But we must choose, you know, on a daily basis, sometimes moment by moment basis, we must choose. I'm not touching that. I'm not going to be involved in that. I, I want to make sure that my my walk, my life pleases God. So it's an it's also an intentional choosing as the days go by. And of course, the more that you start to walk in this, it is not even it is it becomes second nature. So it's not something that you even have to even think about because you are so used, you're so in tune with walking with Holy Spirit in such a way that is so depth and so intertwined with Him that you become, it becomes what's normal for you now. And so anything contrary to that feels wrong, feels it, you, you know, you can feel that separation and you don't go there. You just don't go there. So to consecrate yourself is a command, not a, not a suggestion. You know, we just read it, Leviticus 20, 7 and 8. Actually, to consecrate, to set ourselves apart, it is a command. It is not a suggestion. Now, I want you. I want to read this to you. I wrote this here. Jonah was a prophet, right? But he only wanted to obey God's call when it suited him. He loved God, but his spirit was not set apart. He loved God. He was a prophet. Many times he would prophesy, and it was very accurate. He loved God. But he wanted to obey God's call when it suited him. Okay? So maybe you know some people. Maybe you yourself used to be this person. He loved God, but his spirit was not set apart. He did not want his enemies to repent. He wanted God to destroy them. Now granted, those enemies were wicked as wicked could be. At the same time, at the same time, God sees all our sin and he says it's wicked it's all wicked so we have a way of rating sin this is bad this is not too bad but God says it's all sin and so he wanted God to destroy them well you know most of you I'm sure are very familiar with the story swallowed by a great fish in the in the belly of a great fish for three days he consecrated himself good choice Jonah Good choice. He decided to consecrate the he, he obeyed God. And he went. Once he got out, he went to, to uh, Nineveh. And he and the people repented. Which, remember, this is what he didn't want the people to do. He wanted them to pay for the cruel, you know, horrific um, actions that they did. He, so he, he swallowed him in the, in the belly of a great fish three days. He gets spewed out. He, okay, he goes to Nineveh. And the people repent. You think Jonah, you think Jonah would be happy that... You know, you followed through on the will of God. You did it. You died to self. You consecrated yourself. You said yes to the will of God. But actually, no, he did not. He went right back, 
to the person that he was before. Don't let that be you. You don't go right back to the person that you were before. First you had an attitude to follow through after Christ. Then you finally consecrate yourself. You do the will of God. And then you go back to the same old attitude. And then guess what happened to Jonah? Nothing. Like his life, we don't hear anything else. It says, he sat under a vine and he lamented that God set his, anim his enemies free. Because sanctification is a daily choice. And so Jonah obeyed for that moment. And for that moment, he chose sanctification, but he went right back. His heart's attitude, he went right back to that selfishness. I, you know, like, I want God to do this. Well, we're not God. And yes, it was very hard to see what those wicked people were doing, you know, in, in, in the form of cruelty and this brutality. But at the same time, are you going to obey the voice of God or are you going to try to be God? So he went back. He sanctified himself, but he went back. It's a daily choice. We must sanctify. We must continue to live in a mindset until, like I said, it becomes so second nature. It becomes very ingrained. You still have to make choices even after that, but it just becomes very ingrained, right? So it's a really good example because this, this man was a prophet. Jonah was a prophet and he loved God. We're not talking about somebody that wasn't a believer in Christ we're not talking about somebody you know we're not talking about we're not even talking about somebody that just got saved that really doesn't even know the, the Word of God we're talking about a prophet that knew the word the Word of God the will of God and that was used by God mightily but when he was asked to do something in this area he thought mm -mm -mm -mm, I don't want to do that because they've done this this and that don't you think God knows so sometimes God will ask you to do things that are beyond your natural ability to even understand. Well, always, I should say, he always asks us to do things that are beyond our natural ability to understand. But at the same time, when we obey with the right heart's attitude, regardless of what we think should happen, we're not the judge. God is, right? We are not the judge. He is the judge and he is more than able to do his job. He does not need our help. And so Jonah did not agree. And when he finally did agree, after having three days of being swallowed in, in this great fish, you know, he goes and he does so, he follows through, but he's so, you know, deep down inside, you can hear, you can, you can see or hear or understand the turmoil that was going on in Jonah because he completes the assignment, but again, he becomes dissatisfied. Again, he becomes right back into that same heart posture. And guess what happened to Jonah? We don't hear anything else from him. That is it. Now, I doubt that you want to be like Jonah, where you, you finally do accomplish the will of God. But your attitude shortchanged you in the fullest of blessings. And there was a cutoff. Because we don't hear anything else. There's a cutoff. That's it. So we do not want to allow um, our emotions, our flesh, our thinking to shortchange our walk with Christ. Right? Yes, amen. Powerful. So, Jehovah Makadesh, the Lord, my sanctifier, he desires for us to walk holy. And I'll tell you, it is a blessing. It is an honor. It is a privilege to walk holy with the Lord your God. You belong to Christ. If you said yes to Jesus Christ, 
you belong to Christ. You have made the choice to literally be set apart. You have made those the choices to say, Lord, you are my king. You are my Lord. I will walk in the fullness of everything you have promised me. And I will not be shortchanged. Amen. Amen. And again, in 1 Peter 1.16, and this is just restated because we already read it in Leviticus, it says, be holy for I am holy. Again, it's a command. Okay. And when you back up in verse 15, it says, as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. So we're not just referring to be holy in your thoughts. Of course you're to be holy in your thoughts. We're not only referring to be holy in your thoughts. We're not only referring to be holy, holy in your attitudes. We're talking about all of it. Your thoughts, your attitudes, your actions, your will, all of it. And as, and remember I told you the Lord is going to equip you to do it, but you must set your heart to do it. Leviticus 27 and 8. Amen. Praise the Lord. And there's no better way to live than to be pleasing and honoring unto our Lord and to live consecrated and set apart for him. There's no better way. Father, I bless those that are online today and I thank you for them. I thank you, Lord God, for what you are doing in the lives of these individuals, Lord God. They are set apart. They have, cho they have chosen to walk holy un unto you, to walk set apart and to walk consecrated unto you. Lord, it is a daily choice sometimes, but we choose. We choose Christ. No matter what, we choose Christ. Even when the world is going a certain direction, you're choosing Christ. Why? Because, you, because of the hope of glory. Because you love him. Because he's faithful. Because your life has been transformed. Because greater is he that lives on the inside of you than he that lives in the world greater is christ in you you have been set apart the holy one living on the inside of you will give you the the wisdom and the unction and the understanding oh do this do this walk this way steer away from that person yeah and, and you may not always understand in your natural mind or just in your in your in your understanding you may not understand but no matter what we must heed the spirit's leading the spirit of the living god because there is a reason like jonah he didn't understand why god would allow such a wicked such a wicked group of people an opportunity to repent he knew that if given the opportunity to repent they would he didn't want them to repent he didn't want the kindness of the lord to be upon their lives he saw the wicked the the atrocities he saw the devastation he saw the heart felt trauma of all the mothers and fathers that are lamenting because their children and family members were no more. It was difficult. We're not saying it wasn't difficult, but regardless, when God asks you to do something that you deem so difficult and you don't have any understanding because it doesn't make sense, we listen and we obey because ultimately God knows the end from the beginning and he knows what is right and what is best for you. And we trust him. He is the Lord, our God. So I bless them, Father God. Thank you, Father God. We lift, we lift up our children, Lord God. And we thank you, Father, for each and every one of them. We thank you, Lord God, that they see the light of Christ and they don't walk in darkness. Father God, for Lord, you are the light. There is no better way. So we thank you, Lord God, that our children are understanding. Walk separate, set apart, holy and consecrated to the Lord. Father, give them wisdom and give them revelation. Give them wisdom, revelation. Thank you, Father. We bless you, Lord God. 
For the Lord will be, he will finish what he has begun. Yes, that's right. Don't sit down after your assignment. That's right. <laughs> yeah, he literally sat down after his assignment. And because he, you know, but with a wrong heart's attitude. Oh my goodness. Thank you, Father. That's right, Jenny. He didn't even want to plant himself um, with shade from keeping him from the scorching sun. Oh my goodness. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. So, Father, I thank you, Lord God. I lift up all these beautiful people in the Lord that are needing prayer today. Uh, Teresa and Lisa, I see your prayer needs. Yes, co-workers. Okay. Thank you, Father, that you are the light of Christ everywhere you go. And you're going to bring forth that light. You're going to bring forth God's truth, God's blessing. You're going to bring forth God's wisdom. You're going to speak when he calls you, when he tells you to speak. And you're going to be silent when he tells you to be silent. And you're going to be that godly example. You, you are sanctified. Jehovah Makadesh, the Lord, my sanctifier. You are set apart, church. And you're going to walk in such a beautiful way. Not prideful, not arrogance. Not thinking you're above all that and you're better than anybody. Oh, that's not that's not sanctified. Sanctified is a humility of knowing that Christ is in me and I literally am utterly dependent upon him for everything. That's not pride and that's not that's not arrogance. That's a submission to the will of God, right? That's humility. Amen.